Hey everybody, how you doing? Bill Calderwillo back with a special Legal Hands to the Face podcast. Normally we only do these after Eagles games to talk about the game, but in light of the breaking news last night during Monday Night Football, John Gruden, head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders, steps down after the New York Times released several emails showing years of racist, homophobic, transphobic, and sexist comments by John Gruden. Today we're joined by the host of the Toxic Workplace Report and GC employment attorney Erica Domingo to talk about what this means. Thanks for coming on, Erica. Of course, Bill. So first of all, for those of you who don't know, John Gruden signed a 10-year contract with the Las Vegas Raiders two years ago. It was a really big deal. He was the Monday Night Football commentator for many years. A lot of teams wanted him. A lot of teams coveted him to be their head coach. He signs a 10-year contract, pretty unprecedented in the NFL. Only two years ago, well, over the weekend, news broke that there was email sent in 2011 to the Washington football president, former president, Bruce Allen, that made racist comments about the NFLPA president, Tamara Smith. Well, since that time, a lot has happened in the last 48 hours. Other emails were apparently uncovered, showing he also made comments about the gay community, about women in sports, about other black players. We don't know the full extent of these emails, but apparently it was really, really bad. Enough so that John Gruden had to step down. And not just from 2011, Bill. They seem to have gone from 2011 all the way forward to 2018 when he did become the Raiders coach. Yeah, which is very, very alarming. Now, you know, Erica, what does this mean? So John Gruden clearly had eight years remaining on that massive contract. The fact that he steps down, what does this mean? So from a contractual point of view, um, it's going to depend on what the terms of the contract say. There may be opt-out clauses depending on behavior. A lot of these you know, contracts have decency clauses. And if the Raiders find out that he's in violation of the contractual terms, they can void the contract. In terms of what he's already been paid, he's performed on those two years of the contract. It's not likely that they'll get the money back that they paid him for the first two years of the contract. But who knows, there could be a clawback provision that they do get the money back if they find out he was in breach during that time. And can they do that if the emails that are found were only before he was employed with Las Vegas? It looks like there may be emails while he was a Las Vegas Raiders head coach, but if it was all before, can they still try to recover that money? Again, it's going to depend on the terms of the contract. Um, the language may have to do with decency provisions during the time he's employed by them. Um, so if everything predates his contract, they may not have grounds to dismiss him for that purpose. But he has stepped down. There may be an agreement by the parties that they're just going to avoid the contract and both walk away at this point. Gotcha. Now, what you do as an employment attorney is you file claims for third parties, people who were discriminated against in the workplace for protected class, race, gender, sexual orientation. Yes. Could there be any third-party claims that could come of what was recently discovered? That depends. It's always factual in these employment cases. You know, if there were emails about specific players and the players find out those emails were about them and they relate close in time to adverse action that was taken against the players. For example, somebody who maybe they were cut from the team and then there's emails that come back a few weeks before, a few months before, that are racist against that player or about that player, potentially. Um, you know, when we look at this stuff, if it's not related to the specific person, 
sometimes it's hard to get into evidence because you can't say necessarily that someone has a pattern or practice of being racist, of being sexist. But if you see that related to other players and it in conjunction with actions taken against those players, it's what we call Me Too evidence. You know, you heard Me Too as it relates to sexual harassment and women's rights, we've seen that, but it relates to any claim of discrimination. So there may be evidence that comes out of these emails that players can use to support claims for wrongful termination or um, other, other things. I mean, there's also defamation if these emails become public or if they were sent to more than one person about those players, absolutely, there could be defamation claims as well. And then along the same lines, while John Gruden's employed with ESPN, could there be any claims from other ESPN employees that John Gruden was, was racist in the workplace and, and ESPN allowed them to do that? Is that something that would be actionable as well? Same idea. Um, you know, again, the emails, and if they don't relate to that person, they may be evidence or evidential in a case, um, but it, it depends on what you're going to be able to establish. Was there other conduct towards that person? Were there other comments made towards or about that person in their presence that they're aware of? that kind of all comes together. You, any of those things, if they start to come together, combined with these emails, there could be something there against ESPN as well. Now, are there any statute of limitations issues dating back to things that may have occurred 10 years ago? Potentially. Um, you know, I can't say the statute of limitations in every state. In New Jersey, we have a two-year statute of limitations on discrimination claims. But it's from the date you knew or should have known that there was action taken against you because of your membership in a protected class. If the person had reason to believe before these emails existed, they may be statutorily barred. If these emails are the first they're realizing and there's something specific to them, there may be an issue with of discovery. We didn't discover this until now and they may be able to bring it. Interesting. Interesting. Now, one of the things that the Toxic Workplace Report, your show, has reported on, I think two or three times now, has been the toxic workplace that was created over the years in Washington, the Washington football team, formerly known as what's been determined to be a racist term. Still can't believe it lasted as long as it did. Why do you feel that, because obviously the, the emails that were discovered about John Gruden were found in the investigation into the Washington football team. Apparently there's hundreds of thousands of emails that were uncovered probably by the NFL during their investigation. There's no other way that the New York Times gets a hold of these particular emails unless someone in the NFL leaks them. Why are we only hearing about what happened with John Gruden? Dan Snyder, the, the owner of the Washington football team, was fined $10 million, was forced to give up day-to-day -day operations, but yet we have no idea why. We were just told that he created a bad work environment over the years. Why are they releasing these emails, but yet we do not know what Dan Snyder was saying, or even how Bruce Allen, the then president, was responding to these emails. I mean, clearly John Gruden felt comfortable enough to use this type of language with the president of a football team. So, you know, is there anything that could be done to force the NFL to leak all of these emails so that we can know how bad it actually was in Washington? So I think you're going to see more transparency coming forward. I mean, that's not my legal answer, but I think this is just one piece, and I think you're going to start to see more pieces coming out. And remember, New York Times did report that some of the emails were back and forth with Allen. Some of them were initiated by Allen, some of them initiated by Gruden. Um, a lot of those having to do with women, topless photos of some of the Washington cheerleaders. 
Um, but those, there was a back and forth there. So it's not that Gruden was comfortable sending them, it was reciprocated. Both of them had that, that conversation going back and forth. It's interesting that Gruden was the one that came out about at this point. And again, like you said, we haven't heard anything about Snyder. But I think just hang in there. Because I think it's going to come out. And who knows? I mean, we're talking about an organization that has a history of problems with sexism and racism. Unfortunately, the NFL as a league has had these problems. Not just John Gruden, but this is one piece. And I think we're going to see a lot more coming forward. And it's going to be interesting. Is this going to cause a whole culture change within the NFL? Or will there be backlash? And people say, why are we being so sensitive? You know, everybody clearly everybody in the NFL behaves this way, or at least all the management in the NFL behaves this way. Um, I'm curious how people are, the public is going to react to this. Yeah, I mean, definitely a bad look for the NFL. We've already talked about a lot of problems with the NFL not having enough black head coaches or minority head coaches. That's been an ongoing issue every year. They tried to address it with the Rooney rule. Didn't work, clearly, because there's still a lack of minority coaches in the NFL. And we also had the problems with the NFL and their concussion lawsuit, yep. where there was discrimination against black players in just the way the lawsuit was structured. So it's a, a really, really bad look. You know, and on, obviously you, you feel bad for anyone who was involved in this situation or who was talked about in these negative ways. You know, but you also feel bad for the current Las Vegas Raiders players. What, what does this mean you know, for their season? They, they start off, they, they, they're working hard, they go through a preseason, they go through training camp. They're all excited for their season. They find out basically 48 hours ago that the guy that they're going to battle for every single week in John Gruden may be racist, may be sexist, may be homophobic. And there's clearly a lot of minority players in that locker room. They have the only openly gay NFL player in Carl Nassib in that locker room. It's just, what does this do to that football team? What does this do to their season? Just a horrible situation. I'm glad John Gruden really had no choice to step down, but I'm glad he did to hopefully you know, make it a little bit easier on that football team. But I agree with Eric. I think we're going to start seeing a lot more. And let's hope that this is an impetus to change the way things have been in the NFL. So guys, be sure to comment below what your thoughts are about John Gruden, about the Washington football team, about ways the NFL can improve going forward. And be sure to follow the Toxic Workplace Report with Eric Domingo, the Legal Hands to the Face podcast. We'll talk to you guys soon.